At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. We are officially one week away from Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals. So hang out with us for the next three hours as we get you set, kicking off Super Bowl week the right way. We want to hear from you guys throughout the course of the show, so make sure to tweet at us at Live at M.I. Pritchard, at Femi Abebefe. We have four fantastic guests on the show this morning. Some might even call it a fantastic four. Jonah Javad, sports reporter at WFAA-TV in Dallas, joins us at 945. Jonah's a massive Bengals fan. He's been on the show earlier throughout these playoffs. We'll be talking Super Bowl perspective from Cincinnati there. Also, Alex Schiffer, the Brooklyn Nets beat reporter for The Athletic, checks in at 1015. Will James Harden be traded by the deadline? We'll get Alex's take. Arash Markazi, host of the Arash Markazi show on ESPN Radio, joins us at 1045. He is based out of L.A., so we'll get the early Rams perspective for Super Bowl 56. Derek Stevens, the Circa Resort and Casino owner, and Mike Palm, his VP of Operations and the co-host of Odds On, give their Super Bowl takes, their early takes at 1115. Picks at 1130, five Super Bowl plays between the two of us, a nice appetizer to cure your hunger one week away from the big game. The pros perspective with Pritch at 1030. What's trending Super Bowl edition at the start of hour number two. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up. Props in 15 minutes. That's how urgent this is. But first, Pritch, how we doing? One week away, baby. Let's go. One week away. Cannot wait for it to get here. Uh, no, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks a lot, Femi. Great to be with you. Uh, festive week so far because we had the Pro Bowl in town. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the game kicks off in a few hours, and then everybody's going to gear up for the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think this bowl, this Super Bowl game, uh, maybe people are leaning towards the Rams and because of all the star power, but it, it has that feel. We're dealing with the lowest seed at Super Bowl. Two like, forces. I mean, right. And it's so there's no precedent out there for this kind of game uh, other than the fact that you're going to hear a lot from experts and, and we're going to provide our analysis as well. But I, I think anything and everything can happen in this one. 
Yeah, it's almost like I buried the lead there. You mentioned the Pro Bowl. That game is going off today here yep. in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. The AFC, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 64-and-a-half. Maybe we'll get to that game. Maybe we won't. We'll see what happens. But the Super Bowl is where we want to start. Right, right now, the Cincinnati Bengals, four-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. Total 48-and-a-half. If you want to bet the Rams on the money line at BetMGM, it's minus 200. Bengals plus 165. When we initially got this matchup after last week's conference championship Sunday, and we said, all right, here we go, Rams, Bengals. What immediately jumped out to you when you kind of started to assess these two teams playing each other? Well, I mean, the Rams, one of those favorites uh, along the way. I, I think everybody knew that the Rams were all in when they traded for Matthew Stafford. I mean, how do you trade franchise quarterbacks and that yeah. happen? Uh, so the Rams were all in. They stumbled a little bit, uh, didn't look great uh, throughout, throughout the season, but that's going to happen. I think every team is going to go through the ups and downs of a season. Uh, but they got right, uh, and they got right at the right time. And uh, outside of that loss against the 49ers, the last game of the season, uh, this team has been hot since December. Uh, same thing with the Cincinnati Bengals, too, a, a team uh, in which they're ahead of schedule, certainly with that quarterback in a coaching situation, uh, and certainly the way that they drafted, too, with Jamar Chase and not an offensive lineman. You're thinking this coming offseason, the Bengals will solve that issue and, and, mm -hmm. and get some free agent offensive linemen to help out that football team. But, no, here they are in the Super Bowl because they got hot in December, too. So uh, that's the name of the game. Uh, you got four quarters to the season as players. We always looked at it that way, Femi. Uh, and so if you get into the month of December and you're playing your best football, you got a legitimate chance of making that Super Bowl run. And that's what these two teams have done. It's interesting, though, because we saw this line open immediately Sunday evening last week, and it opened three and a half. The total opened 50 and a half. So we've seen some of that movement there mm -hmm. at BetMGM going from three and a half. Now Rams four and a half. I want to start with the side first. What did you make of that move initially going towards the NFC champion L.A. Rams? Right, because, you know, the Rams with all these Hall of Famers uh, on, on that roster, and I think that's that's an easy cap right there. Uh, you know, Devon Miller's the matchups, the, the interior D-line or, or the trenches for the Rams versus what the trenches are for the Bengals right now. And the Bengals are not that season that way. I mean, mm -hmm. they got great players. They do. Trey Hendrickson, one of them. Um, but, you know, they're not Aaron Donald. They're not Vaughn Miller. They're not Leonard Floyd and all these other guys. But um, it, it kind of stops after that. Like Jalen Ramsey is a great player, but he can be beat. You know, I think that Rams secondary, too, is is outside of those headliner players. It's an average, average football team. And uh, they got star power on offense, too. And, and I think that's where people wanted to gravitate originally. Now, that line dropping, uh, anticipating maybe some slow starts in this one, whether it's a slow start in the first half or slow start in the second half after that elongated halftime. Half so, yeah. uh, I... I don't see it that way, to be honest with you, Femi. I, where I'm starting with this game is the coaches. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw Andy, Andy Reid make some coaching mistakes in the AFC uh, Conference Championship game, right? End of the first half. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Throughout that entire game, even in the second half, he made yeah. some coaching uh, blunders. So you got McVay and, and Zach Taylor. They're going to make mistakes here. Uh, and I think there's opportunity when these coaches are going to make mistakes in these games. They're not going to coach this game perfectly. That's, that's not going to happen, right? And so uh, I think there could be fireworks in this one where the players ultimately settle it on the field. It, the thing about McVay, as we have him on the, on the board here, he, his ego can get in the way. 
Like, he could try to win this game from the sidelines, and I saw him do that a little bit in that NFC Conference Championship game. Well, he was uh, pressing. He was, <laughs> but he was trying to win the game from the sideline as opposed to Matthew Stafford go out there and make plays. Uh, but I, I know Zach Taylor trusts Joe Burrow to do that. So we'll see how this game plays out. But I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the over. I've already bet the over. Uh, but I think there's going to be points in this one. Just to clarify for the folks who might not know, what do you mean by when McVay is trying to win the game by the sideline? Well, some of the calls, like, you got to be creative, right? And so you get into the red zone or you get into a scoring opportunity. And then, and then all of a sudden, uh, okay, let me come out with this screenplay because they're not expecting it, right? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, wait a minute, I got Odell Beckham Jr., I got Cooper Cup, I got Matthew Stafford. Let me find some matchups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times you got to find the matchups or, or run the football. Be tough down there in the red zone, too. When you try to win it from the the sideline and you try to be too creative or you try to catch a team slipping, a lot of times you mess up your execution. And we saw that Rams 49ers prime example uh, when he got to matchups and when he got to just let's play our offense, let my quarterback operate, you found Cooper Cup in the end zone. I mean, it's not that difficult, but sometimes coaches get in their own way. Yeah, it's almost like he's outsmarting himself in a way. And that play ended up almost deciding the side in that game because Mm -hmm. it was 17-17. The Rams were in the red zone. They throw that screen pass. And even after that screen pass, you saw McVay kind of tap his chest being like, hey, that was my bad. Sure was. I shouldn't have made that. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that was my bad. But (laughs) let's say the Rams score a touchdown. It's 24-17. For the folks who bet Rams minus three and a half, you're in the cash. And the people who had the Niners plus the points are like, how did I lose this after these guys were up 17-7 in the fourth quarter there? So that a play like that can decide who ultimately covers the game. And more importantly, who ultimately wins or loses a game. Right, and, and I know a lot of pro bettors, they made a mention of this, that Zach Taylor's uh, predictable with his play calling. Mm-hmm. Well, he is, but his game plan, he was disciplined with it. Yeah. If you think about it, Zach Taylor did not panic uh, in that game against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. He had every reason to do that. But the experience of this football team, uh, the prior matchup, three 14-point deficits, they came back and won that game. They were down 18 points in a game against Kansas City on the road. That coach didn't panic. He stuck with his game plan, and his game plan worked. Uh, And so uh, he ate up clock, which he needed to do. Uh, The second half was a different game plan defensively. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Biamine, they had to adjust to it. They couldn't. Uh, The the Chiefs only ran, I want to say, 14 plays prior to that long drive as they tied up the game at the end of the game. A lot of three and outs. A lot of three and outs. So – uh, give a lot of credit to the Bengals defensively, uh, but I think the discipline of Zach Taylor in that game as a play caller uh, played out the right way for the Bengals, obviously. Injury report. Now, these are soft estimations earlier this week that we got on Friday, but for the Rams, Cam Akers didn't practice at all this week because of shoulder. Clearly, that's going to be a rest type of situation. We'll see what he does coming up this Wednesday. Tyler Higby, though, was listed as doubtful if there was a game today. Didn't practice at all this week. I think that one's a little bit more serious just mm-hmm. because Higby, he left that game early against the 49ers. It looked like a significant knee injury. We'll see if he's able to give it a go this time next week. Van Jefferson was questionable, limited in practice Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday didn't practice Friday likely rest good news for the Rams though Taylor Rapp with the concussion he looks like he's going to be good to go full participant in practice on Friday after being limited Wednesday and Thursday so Rapp tends to be trending 
upward for this Rams team for Cincinnati. Trey Hendricks, Hendrickson, I should say, he's good to go. Had a little bit of an illness this week, full at practice Thursday and Friday. But CJ Uzama, questionable DNP all week. And that's the pass catching tight end for Cincinnati mm-hmm. who left the game against the Chiefs early on. We'll see if he. So it's the two tight ends pretty much who are in question for these two teams. But I want to ask you this here. Yeah. We've got about a minute left. Do the Bengals have the secret sauce? Because all playoffs, you've been talking about the secret sauce, and it feels like this team, they've been underdogs against Tennessee and against Kansas City here, and here they find themselves after a win total of 6.5 in the preseason in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what, Femi, I'm still looking to see which team has the secret sauce here, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I, I think uh, the Rams, uh, they certainly discovered something along the way to get hot in December. So did mm-hmm. the Bengals, too, though. But, uh, yeah, I'm still searching for the secret sauce. Real quick on those tight ends, the MCL spring, I've had that injury. It's blood flow, blood flow, blood flow to try to heal it as fast as you can. Uh, I don't. It's not going to be 100%. So uh, both teams rose above the injuries, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the Rams got beyond Higby. Uh, and Uzama, the Bengals got beyond that injury too. So uh, I don't know how significant these players would be in the game anyway, but uh, hopefully they can get back for it. Could be significant for the props coming right. up here in this game. Those guys are those over-the-middle pass catchers. Maybe a receiver steps up. Maybe a backup tight end fills that role. We're going to discuss that and much more on the other side with stop, drop, shut them down, open up props. We're just getting rolling here. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. BetMGM is the king of sports books, folks, and you want to make sure that you get your fix there at BetMGM since they are a glorious sponsor here for the show, which is Betting Across America here, coming to you from the VEASAN studios. It is Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard here, one week away from Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals, and Pritch, I just got a notification on my phone, mm-hmm. and it said that your screen time was up 17% last <laughs> week for an average of 6 hours and 18 minutes, and you want to know why that's up, Pritch? Why is Because I got all these apps open, and I'm looking for these props for the Super Bowl, which is why, folks, it is time to stop, drop, shut them down, <laughs> open up props. Pritch, let's get into these prop markets because it's just there's so many offerings at all these sports books, and mm-hmm. you're a receiver, played nearly a decade in the NFL, so 
fittingly, we will start with the wide receiver props because that is kind of an area that we've learned to kind of master throughout this regular season here in 2021 as we now are in 2022. And we got to start with the headliner in this game here, Pritch, the likely offensive player of the year, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. His prop at 102.5, actually 104.5 right now is his prop. The reception's 8.5. Pritch, Cooper Cup, you just mentioned McVay cannot outsmart himself. Do you think that he will not do that and will feed Cooper Cup all throughout the game well, next he, week? Well, he should, Femi, because you can't cover Cooper Cup. Nobody has done that all year long. Uh, they move him around a formation, which is great. Uh, he plays several positions, whether you, know, you look at the slot, uh, you look at the blocking assignments that he has. I mean, you have to pay attention to that as a secondary or as a defense coordinator. Is Cooper Cup going to smash my linebacker and uh, you know, crack him or mm-hmm. upside the head somewhere? Or, or is he going to run a route, an over route, you know, on a play-action play? So that, that gets troublesome. Uh, and so McVay in offense does a great job with Cooper Cup, and uh, he's going to get his. He's just one of those players that's going to get his. It, it's wondering, you know, where you're shopping for his prop, what price can you get, or what, what uh, are you going to see in terms of receiving yards receptions. But, no, he's an incredible player, triple crown winner uh, that is difficult to corral. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Sean McVay uh, should feed him. He <laughs> should. Uh, we'll see what happens, but he should uh, get to rock a lot this game. And we talked about Cup last week ahead of that Rams or the 49ers game. And it was like, we, I think we both agreed. We were like, we would never bet under, mm-hmm. even though his prop was like 103 and a half or whatever it was. And he still went over that astronomical number here. I think this is almost one of those situations where you don't want to kind of outthink the room. And because I think a lot of betters are going to think that, all right, well, the Bengals know Cooper Cup is amazing. They're going to do everything they can to take Cooper Cup out of this game. You think by the way that the Rams deploy Cooper Cup, it's just not possible to take him out of the game because they move him around. He's not just stagnant out wide as some receivers are in the NFL. Right. Well, think about it this way. I mean, all teams all year tried to take away Cooper Cup, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point. Yeah. So, you know, you, you take away receivers like this by rattling the quarterback. And if you can get after the quarterback, if you can pressure Matthew Stafford and have him have a rough day. Now, okay, okay, that's going to affect Cooper Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if Matthew Stafford has time, then Cooper Cup is going to get his. And, yeah. and so I, I think you look at it from that perspective. I mean, go outside of just Cooper Cup and what the secondary is going to do. Do you believe that the Bengals can apply pressure and frustrate Matthew Stafford to where he's going to misread coverages? He's not going to be on the same page? Because you got to remember, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford – They are identical when it comes to reading coverages. They meet early in the morning. They understand what they're going to see. Uh, Players will say this. Coaches will say this. Cooper Cup's one of the smartest players they've ever been around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if you have a quarterback playing slot receiver or wherever he's on the field, he's going to know how to get open because he knows the coverages, and he's going to understand what Matthew Stafford is seeing in the pocket as well. In the NFC title game, Cooper Cup, 11 catches, 142 yards, and two touchdowns, (laughs) 14 targets. Like He's going to get his lion's share of the targets for this Rams passing game. But another guy in this Rams passing game that has sort of emerged here down the stretch is Odell Beckham Jr., Mm -hmm. And last Sunday, you were on Odell Beckham Jr.'s over in the NFC title game, Pritch. Can I interest you on another Odell Beckham Jr. over in the Super Bowl? Last week, he had nine catches, 113 yards, and 11 targets for OBJ. His prop right now at BetMGM, 64.5. For receptions, it's 5.5. 
So I like the receptions one. Uh, the yards, it gets interesting, though, because what they do with Odell Beckham Jr. is they'll throw him the quick uh, hitches and the quick screens and maybe a slant, too. Uh, and I can see a volume of that. Like, you're trying to stay ahead of the chains. Uh, first down, throws. Okay, Odell Beckham Jr., if he's one-on-one, that's a matchup, too. Uh, and fade stops. But the yards are getting there. Because uh, I, I cashed the last two weeks with o, o, Odell Beckham Jr. He's been going over like the He's last been going six over. weeks. Yeah, but now this is the highest number I've seen receiving yards, yeah. 64 and a half. Uh, that gets a little dicey because of, uh, you know, the amount of plays that the Rams could have offensively. Uh, but I do like the receptions, perhaps to go over the five and a half number right there. I wonder if Tyler Higby is unable to play, if we'll see kind of the similar game plan that we saw in the NFC title game when they lost Higby. They're like, all right, we have no, no longer have Higby. Here's Beckham now. Mm-hmm. In addition to Cup, like we're just going to throw it to these two guys, and that's how we're going to try to win this game because it worked out for them against the 49ers, which is a really good pass rush and a really good defense, and they were able to find some success, especially in the second half of that game once they kind of got the ball rolling. Right, absolutely. Femi, and on top of that, too, uh, it, it's a – Blanton was a tight end that stepped yep. up for him, and he had a big game. And like, Five okay, catches, 57 yards. Right. So that's 57 yards, too. And you, uh, even Odell Beckham Jr. went over to prop, but that was in the 50s. My prop was, I think, 51 and a half, I want to say. But now it's 64. <laughs> 64. You know, if they find Blanton again or if Cooper Cup's having a great game or if they're throwing the ball to the backside of the backfield, that, that's certainly from a yardage standpoint, it's going to be difficult for Odell Beckham Jr. But the receptions, I, I do believe that they're going to try to get him the ball early in this one. Just try to establish, um, uh, make the Cincinnati Bengals de- declare. Uh, and so, okay, what do we need to do in terms of uh, creating space for Cooper Cup? If that, mm-hmm. if the game plan plays out that way, like if they do have a plan for Cooper Cup, okay, Odell Beckham Jr. should be able to win his matchup so, as well out there. It's interesting. Beckham 64 and a half. Um, it's you like high. that? It might not be high enough. Okay. Rich. It might not be high enough. I don't have an official play on Odell Beckham Jr. just yet. Yeah. But I can see myself taking that over 64 and a half because I get what you're saying. Like right. you took it in the 50s last week, but I mean, he seems to get more and more comfortable in this Rams offense. And now that they have two weeks to prepare, mm-hmm. that's two more weeks that he has to kind of understand where he's supposed to line up, all those things. He's a heck of a talent, right? Obviously. So did I, you see that under five and a half receptions juice though? I, I saw it, Pritch. I saw it, but he doesn't. He doesn't need f- six catches to get to sixty-four that's and a half true, yards. That's true. That's true. That's a good so point. So he doesn't need that. So okay. all, all it takes is one of those in-breaking routes, right. and he takes it for thirty yards, almost halfway home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jamar Chase is the other premier receiver mm-hmm. in this game here, likely offensive rookie of the year for the Cincinnati Bengals. Chase has been Burrow's number one target going back to college. I mean, these two were dynamic at LSU two years ago, that team that won the national title. Now they were dynamic here in Chase's rookie season. You see 1,400 yards receiving, 13 touchdowns as a rookie, averaged 85.6 yards per game. And that's sort of where his prop is hovering around over at BetMGM. At last check, I saw 80 and a half. We've seen a little bit of steam toward the under on Chase. What do you think of this rookie receiver in the Super Bowl? Well, a lot of people think or anticipating that he's going to be matched up with uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, and and I think if that happens, then advantage Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Like Jalen Ramsey moving around the formation to try to match up with Jamar Chase. What does that do for the other players? Like uh, Deontay uh, Dayon. Mm-hmm. Like is he the type of guy that can move around and shadow T Higgins or whoever else he's going to cover? No, he's not that kind of <laughs> cover guy. Uh, and so, what do you do opposite? of a guy who's going to follow the premium receiver. And, and I'll take our audience back to Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. When Deion Sanders would shadow Jerry Rice, that put pressure on the other guys to cover their guy. 
Uh, and so, and, and a lot of times you're out of position. Because if you're used to being in the left corner, you want to be on the left side. If you're used to being in the right corner, you want to be on the right side. But uh, I, I think the advantage would go to the Bengals if that happens. But I, I don't like the receiving yards prop for a lot of reasons. The fact that the Rams can get after the pass, passer the way they can. Yeah. I mean, opportunities, I, I think, for Jamar Chase to go over that. Unless he's a big player, too. Uh, you can count that in, factor that in. But uh, from, a, from a game plan or how the game should play out, uh, that could be a difficult number right there to go over. Yeah, the yards one is kind of dicey for me. I wouldn't go under because, like the play we saw against the Tennessee Titans where mm-hmm. he can catch that three-yard pass and then take it down right. 40, 50 yards down the sidelines. So I don't necessarily would go under, but I don't think I'd go over because of the point that you mentioned with, I think the ball's coming out hot for this Bengals offense. They're, they don't I want do to too. get bro hit. I do too. Right, right. And so if it's coming out quickly, can Jamar Chase create separation quickly uh, against Jalen Ramsey if that's the case? But T. Higgins, he's 6'5". I mean, big guy. that's a big guy, a big target. And then Boyd, like nobody has a game plan for the third wide receiver. I know that because I was a third wide receiver in Atlanta <laughs> with Michael Haynes and, and Andre Risen, and there was no game plan against me, so I was running free out there <laughs> catching the ball. So uh, the third wide receiver could have a field day uh, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing with these prop. The trickle-down effects, as you see, T. Higgins, 69.5 is his yards prop, 5.5 for receptions there. The trickle-down effect of when you have a big-name guy like a Cooper Cup or a Jamar Chase, well, there's other guys who are going to get thrown the football as well. So you think T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd might be the beneficiary of the attention going to Chase. I do, too. Uh, I mean, as well, because uh, Yuzama, the tight end, the injury right there. But, you know, I, the running backs will be involved in the passing game as well. So I'm looking at those props with uh, Mixon and Pirine. So you got, we got seven days to this game. It can't get here soon enough. <laughs> These props are all appetizing. On the other side, stop, drop, shut them down, open up props. Continues with the index props. Most passing yards, most rushing yards. We'll discuss it here. It's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. We are one week away from Super Bowl 56 over at SoFi Stadium between the LA Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. We've been discussing these props, Pritch, so I figured we can get right back into it. Receiving yards went heavy, but I want to ask you, the index prop for a player to have the most receiving yards in next week's big game. Cooper Cup is the obvious favorite at minus 120. Jamar Chase, you see plus 450. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins, 5-1. to one. Odell Beckham Jr., 7-1. to one. And then there's a considerable drop-off after that. Drew Sample, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, all at 30 to 1. Now, Tyler Higby is at 25 to 1 along with CJ Uzama, but those guys, we're not even sure if they're even going to play in this game. Van Jefferson and Kendall Blanton at 25 to 1 as well, and there's some other long shots. But when you look at that market there, Pritch, is there anything that's appetizing to you in terms of most receiving yards in the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, minus 120 for Cooper Cup. If you want to do something like that, uh, certainly the favorite right there. That makes sense. But if you want to have fun with this, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about uh, you know, a happy meal kind of fun or something like that with these, <laughs> this kind of a prop, right? Dollar value bet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Odell Beckham Jr. at plus 700 is, is attractive. Even mm. T. Higgins at plus 500. Um, Van Jefferson's interesting, too, because 
you know the Rams are going to have that maximum protection play action route where they're going to just stretch the field and have Matthew Stafford launch it deep. Now, yeah. can he get there, though? Can he get the ball to Jefferson deep vertically? That's, that's, uh, that's hard to suggest that that's going to happen because he underthrew him, as yeah, we saw against the 49ers, right? It should have been a pick. And Troy Aikman brought up an interesting thing there when he saw that underthrow. He said, I think Matthew might be hurt here, almost mm. indicating that Stafford told me that I'm kind of hurt. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so you remember that. That's good. Yeah. File that away because that's interesting for the Rams. Now, on the other side, Jamar Chase, uh, you know, he's plus 450. So T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, maybe you sprinkle a couple there. Uh, Joe Burrow, he was the second-rated quarterback in the league this year. And if they max protect, uh, you can find some matchups against that Rams secondary. Uh, because the Rams are built, they're front heavy. They're front seven heavy. Uh, I think their safeties, from a coverage standpoint, uh, again, the, the firepower that the Bengals have, they can't cover everybody. Uh, so if the Bengals have something in their game plan to stretch the field vertically, create that big play, now you're looking at a situation with the Bengals receivers right there. Yeah, I think when you look at this market and you see Cooper Cup there as the favorite like he should be, mm-hmm. I don't think you can make that bet at minus 120. Right. You might as well just bet his prop right. over because it's like you're going to have to either play minus 115 for the prop. Maybe you can find a minus 110 even mm-hmm. so you get a little bit less juice there because Cooper Cup, if he's going to have the most receiving yards, it's a good chance he's going to be in the 100s. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just bet the over on the props and not have to worry about what everybody else is doing. Maybe even well. MVP for Cooper Cup. Maybe even MVP. Right. He's a, a popular pick for MVP. Mm-hmm. At that, We'll discuss MVP. We actually have a poll on Twitter, at Live where you can vote on who you think will be the MVP, what you think would be the best bet to make for Super Bowl MVP. It's among Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, those guys out there. So the, the kind of the Four key guys that we're all talking about. You can decide on who that will be best. And once again, at Vison Live, make sure to tweet at that and make sure to vote in that poll because we will reveal the results later on in the show. But moving along from most receiving yards, Pritch, to most rushing yards, Joe Mixon is the favorite at minus 110. Then it's Cam Akers minus 105. Big drop off to Sony Michelle at 11 to 1. Even bigger drop-off after Sony Michelle to everybody else at 100-1. to 1. How would you attack this most rushing yards index prop? Well, so I'm looking at the Rams' stats in terms of their defense because their defense have stepped up. They, I, I think the Rams have increased their violence, and that's why they're stopping the run. I mean, against the Cardinals, they only yielded 61 yards, uh, 51 yards against the Bucks. Uh, and then the 49ers, that 49ers offense that wanted to run the football, uh, what we see, 50 yards? Rushing yeah. in that game. That was really impressive. That was very – but but that's the attitude and the ferociousness and the, the increase the violence attitude right now that the Rams have. So Mixon, I, I don't know if I would jump all over Mixon right there, minus 110. Certainly Cam Akers or Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle, he is so slow hitting the line of scrimmage. <laughs> you can eat a sandwich, some chips, maybe have a refill on your drink at the same time before he penetrates the line of scrimmage. <laughs> But at 11-1, it gets attractive, though, right? But, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, Pirine, 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 Pirine. Like, something's <laughs> yeah. st- sticking out right there, 101. But I don't know if this is going to be one of those games where we see a lot of carries and, and change of pace. Maybe the Rams are stopping the run. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're the Bengals, you know you have to score at least 21, 22, 24 points in this game. Uh, so how are you going to get there? And I don't know if you get there with uh, 20 carries or 25 carries. 
it's interesting. I want to ask you about this Bengals front seven here because they've kind of seemed a little soft against this run. In the AFC title game, the Kansas City Chiefs were able to run the ball with success, 139 yards on the ground on just 24 carries. That's 5.8 yeah. yards per rush. Now, they didn't stick to it as much as they should have, in my mm-hmm. opinion, as especially as well as Clyde Edwards-Alaire was running the football in that game. Jarek McKinnon found some success. They don't seem like they're really that concerned with people running the football on them. That may provide some opportunities for one Cam Akers if he's able to get right. He's dealing with a shoulder injury here. But his prop, I believe, is 64.5, pending on where you're shopping there. If you don't like the minus 105 to have the most rushing yards, I think Akers to go over his rushing yards prop is a viable option here just based on what we've seen from Cincinnati's run defense. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. I mean, don't. Keep in mind or take in mind or have a thought on um, Derrick Henry. Because Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry, He was right? 50% at he best. Was, right. <laughs> if anything, they should have stepped uh, stepped up with their other running back. Foreman. Yep. Foreman, who had a big gain. I think he had a 40-yard run in that yeah. game. Uh, and you're right about Kansas City. They averaged six yards a carry almost. I mean, they didn't stick with it, unfortunately, uh, for them because they're at home. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at any props from a rushing standpoint, it's certainly going to look at the Rams side. And you have Akers there. Uh, the one with um, Sony Michelle, 11 to 1, most rushing yards. But, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, again, he's so slow uh, into the line <laughs> of scrimmage. Um, but, you know, if he breaks one, you know, you can get there, right? Uh, if he breaks yeah. a couple of them, he doesn't have to have a volume of carries. In other words, I mean, if they're averaging six yards a carry or even five yards a carry, uh, Cam Akers is an attractive bet for sure. Yeah, Cam Akers, the only thing that would scare me is just the fumbles that we've seen from him in the playoffs okay. that maybe he's on a short leash, but he's talented. Right. They love to give him the football. He's been averaging 20 touches per game in these playoffs after coming off an Achilles. That goes to show what McVay thinks about this guy as a talent. So I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities. We'll see if he can capitalize totally on them. And if that Rams offensive line can create some of those holes against a Bengals run defense that doesn't look like they're interested in stopping the run. Maybe you have something there. Yeah, and that's one thing about the Bengals. They're not that physical yeah. physical football team. So, yeah, Especially I mean, after losing uh, Larry Ogunjobi mm-hmm. in the Raiders game. Right. I think that was a big loss there to that defensive line, and he's one of those guys kind of in the middle that's helped stop that run for them up front. Another interesting prop, and these are the fun ones that people love to bet, first touchdown score. We have them for both the Bengals and the Rams. So you can almost kind of have a little bit of fun with this, that dollar value bet menu that that we talked about. (laughs) This is where it comes into play. Right now, the favorite for the Bengals to be the first touchdown scorer over at BetMGM is Joe Mixon at plus 325. You have Jamar Chase 4-1, to T. Higgins plus 650, Tyler Boyd plus 750, C.J. Uzama 9-1, to no Cincinnati touchdown is 12-1. to if you want to go out on that limb, Pritch, and then Drew Sample, 16 to 1, Bengals defense, 16 to 1, Burrow, 20 to 1, P. Ryan, 28 to 1, Pritch. Who do you yeah. like for Cincinnati to break the plane first? You know, T. Higgins, uh, I'm highlighting him a, a little bit today. Uh, Jamar Chase in a red Maybe zone. foreshadowing for maybe, later this week? Maybe, yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Jamar Chase is going to have a lot uh, of attention mm-hmm. all over the field. Again, what the game plan is going to be right there. I mean, he's so explosive as a player, and they like to throw to fade. Uh, to Jamar Chase, a fade stop even. But T. Higgins, like I said, with that size, I think that's a mismatch to anybody in that secondary. Uh, so that gets intriguing, though. Plus 650. Like, if you're the Rams, who do you cover in the red zone? Yeah. Like, I, with, with the Jalen Ramsey, do you cover T. Higgins or do you cover Jamar Chase? I think it's probably going to be Chase. Would be Sure. Because, I mean, if you can get out in front of that uh, as a better here, because uh, the situations from the red zone – 
uh, in a fade, fade stop around the 7, almost the 10-yard line, maybe too far out if you're at the 10-yard line. But right inside that, outside the 5-yard line for sure, perfect for either a fade or a fade stop because uh, I, I think a defender has a problem trying to guard both. Like, if you're too far out of the red zone, like past the 10-yard line, you can kind of adjust to the fade, right, or fade yep. stop. But if you're that tight, uh, that's a perfect opportunity for a fade or a fade stop. I think the point that you bring up there that with Ramsey possibly going on the chase, maybe chase no touchdown. Ooh. If he gets a lot of the attention in the red zone, I'm seeing some minus numbers on that, so maybe people might be hip to Jamar Chase not mm-hmm. being able to have a success in the red zone. Real quick for the Rams, though, Cooper Cup is the favorite for first TD score, yeah. then Akers, then OBJ, then Michelle. Anything that stands out to you for LA? Maybe Cam Akers plus 500 coming back from that Achilles. Uh, get him into the end zone. That's something that maybe they're working on as a game plan standpoint, especially you got to run the football when you're inside the red zone. Would love to see Akers get into the end zone. That is a little foreshadowing for our pick segment coming up over at 1130. (laughs) On the other side, Jonah Javad of WFAA joins us to discuss the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl and a little Dallas Mavericks NBA action. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. When you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. 
It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we are discussing the Super Bowl, which is seven days away. Super Bowl 56 out at SoFi Stadium between the Rams and the Bengals. And to help us get ready for this game from the Cincinnati Bengals perspective, we have Jonah Javad, a sports reporter over at WFAA in Dallas. Jonah is in Dallas, so we're going to talk some Dallas Mavericks basketball in the association. It's Luca Trey, the biannual uh, invitational out there for the Dallas Mavs. But first, Joan, I got to ask you about this Bengals team. Super Bowl week, we're seven days away. How are you feeling about the Bengals? They're four and a half point dogs against the LA Rams. Well, like the last time I met with y'all, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I told you if the Bengals get behind early, smash money line and, and get the points, and of course they went on to win. And uh, it was funny, a couple of my buddies uh, were up at a, a sports book last week in Colorado, and they wanted to know what to do. I told them the same exact thing. They get behind early, smash money line, take the points, and look what happened. There you go. Uh, this is the MO for the Bengals. They start slow. It's just what they do, and then they, they seemingly – Flip a switch. Their halftime adjustments, as cliche as it sounds, actually work. Uh, so I feel for, I feel pretty good. I think four and a half a lot, but um, I, I feel like there could be a regression game coming at some point for this team. Uh, you face a Rams a Rams squad that's littered with veterans, uh, guys who have played in Super Bowls. This is going to be a big moment for a young team. But uh, you know, one thing we saw last week, you, you count them out at twenty one three, and they turn on the Jets. So um, it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Jonah, you've almost convinced me uh, about the Bengals just by <laughs> not convincing yourself about the Bengals right there because uh, it's fascinating. What you just said is so interesting uh, that the Bengals, they can confuse a quarterback. Uh, they did that to Patrick Mahomes defensively. They got turnovers, seven of them, uh, so far takeaways uh, in the playoffs. And the ability to maybe get to Matthew Stafford, who we know is prone to throw a pick or two. I mean, that, that's the Bengals' M.O. defensively, picking their spots uh, on when to confuse a quarterback. So with that said, it's like uh, the firepower offensively, a great chance, I believe now, for the Bengals to get inside this number. Yeah, I think it, it really comes down to how much protection and what their offensive scheme is going to be. I'm actually not worried about them as much defensively as maybe I should. Maybe it's because you go out and you do that, you know, you hold the Chiefs to three points in the second half and, and you totally throw Mahomes uh, off. Their defense has been playing like this for the last five weeks. Um, I'm not totally worried about them. It's more the offense and just how much of a deficit, if it comes to that, can they kind of come back from. I don't know if they can pull off a 21-3 against the Rams defense. Uh, I, I'm expecting a lot of short throws, a lot of screen passes, probably a lot of high volume as opposed to the deep shots. Uh, just, you know, the way the Rams can get pressure immediately. Aaron Donald is going to be lining up at the Bengals' weakest position on that offensive line. We saw what happened against Tennessee. And granted, the Titans – the way they pass rush with stunts is a little bit different than, you know, what the Rams will do and, and basically just bear down on you. But um, I'm just expecting a lot of high volume from Burrow. And this is going to be a big game for, I would think, Tyler Boyd mixed in in the passing game. Uh, they're going to try to get uh, Higgins like what he did with the Chiefs kind of on those you know short crossing routes. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's my expectation, whether that actually comes to fruition, who knows, because as one thing we know in the NFL, guys, you scheme and plan for one thing and then they take it away. You know, so it's going to be kind of a chess match with uh, with McVeigh and Zach Taylor. 
We're speaking with Jonah Javad, sports reporter at WFAA in Dallas. You brought up Tyler Boyd. Pritch has loved Tyler Boyd <laughs> in this game. You guys are starting to convince me that I need to bet his prop over right now. Bet MGM hits 38 and a half receiving yards. Would you say that Boyd is the guy that has to have the big game outside of Burrow and Chase for this Bengals team to pull off the upset? Or is there someone else that's not being talked about enough as we enter into Super Bowl week? Offensively, I think Mixon is going to be really critical. You think of all the Bengals' victories, and Mixon has had big plays in the screen game. Uh, last week, he had a couple big ones. I mean, one of the, those that incredible lofted, one-handed catch type that he had against the Chiefs last week. He had a couple big ones against the Titans. They need him uh, in the receiving game, especially if this Rams attack is going to get into the backfield fast. Um, I think Boyd, you know, Boyd's props like consistently you look at his game log it's like four or five catches and about 40 yards so I mean really you're just going to roll the dice there and assume he gets over it just because of the threat of Jalen Ramsey but um, yeah I, I, I like the I like the reception props a lot just because of you know probably game script and um, you know the, the need for high volume passing but if we're talking defense Jesse Bates is an unbelievable um, value target for Super Bowl MVP. Because if the Bengals win this game, and it's not necessarily a huge shootout, Bates is going to have to play a critical factor. And I know it's a Super Bowl MVP, not a playoff MVP, but I don't think there's been a more important player defensively in this entire postseason than Jesse Bates. And yes, that includes Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Uh, You go back and you watch these last three games. Every single game the Bengals have won, Jesse Bates has played in enormous role and had one humongous play in it last week it was uh, the tip to von bell for the the interception the week before against the titans he had a pick on the first play of the game uh, the batted pass against the raiders uh, that basically prevented them from coming down and scoring uh, I, th- I like that prop and sometimes the super bowl's weird you know you get guys like terry Porter, <laughs> or um, yeah that are just you know huge um, in the postseason like for the saints so um, I, I like that kind of as a long shot, let's say. Yeah, we've got the Larry Browns of the world, the Malcolm Smiths of the world, the, yeah. those kind of guys, right? Von Miller, former MVP, too. Uh, you know what's interesting, Jonah, uh, about the uh, Bengals? Like, how do you expect them to attack the Rams' defense by rushing the football? Because we're, we are talking about Zach Taylor and Sean McVay, the similar uh, backgrounds philosophy-wise offensively. Yeah, I I think one thing you notice with this Bengals team is they are going to put their DBs out there a little bit. And so I'm expecting Cooper Cup to kind of, quote unquote, get his. It's just when you get into the red zone is where the Bengals defense clamps down. I mean, they're they're been one of the best red zone defenses, especially over the last 10 weeks. Um, So from a standpoint of pass rush, uh, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson will play a critical role in this, especially with Andrew Whitworth, former Bengal. I mean, they'll retire his number hopefully one day. Um, that's going to be a really fun matchup, you know, but seeing those tackles go against the Bengals pass rush, which has been really good. Uh, the Bengals run defense is stout. It's been really solid, even with uh, Joby not playing. So uh, the what my expectation is, I think they're not going to bring a lot of pressure until it becomes maybe a third down situation. I'm not, and even then, even if it's an obvious passing situation, I just don't think they're going to want to let anything get behind them just because they know the explosive nature of OBJ and, and Cooper Cup. 
Jonah, we got about a minute left or so. I see you're wearing that orange and black for the Bengals, but we got to talk about the Dallas Mavericks since you are out there in Dallas. This Mavericks team right now in the Western Conference, the 5C, 30-23 and 23 is their record, 20-1 to one to win the Western Conference. How has this team been playing as of late, and what do you think about them in today's matchup? Luka versus Trey, once again, how do you see this game playing out? I mean, that's a, always a fun battle. And those two guys are pals, which is always fun. People want to make them rivals, but they're actually buddies. Um, I, I'm loving the Mavericks right now. It seems no matter who they're down, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., as long as you got Luka, you're good. Reggie uh, Reggie Bullock is really the uh, X factor right now. He's hitting a ton of threes. And so if he's locked in, I like the Mavericks minus two for sure um, against the Hawks. And the Mavs seem to have it rolling right now. They're, they're one of the hot teams. I like Jalen Brunson. Um, so I, I could see them pulling off the uh, the cover there. In about 10 seconds, you think this team can make some noise in the playoffs? Absolutely, but they're going to need help. If they had the same roster, you know, same lineup as they did last year against the Clippers and the year before that against the Clippers, how could you think it's going to go any different? They need yeah. to make some moves, and they've just been twiddling their thumbs on that for too long. By the way, I said Terry Porter earlier. Tells you how much of a hoops head I am. I meant Tracy Porter. <laughs> right. We uh, got you. <laughs> we got you with that <laughs> game-clinching pick six. He is Jonah Javad, sports reporter over at WFAA in Dallas. Jonah, we appreciate you joining us, and good luck to your Bengals this time next week. Thank you, guys. How about that? I want to ask Pritch because he brought up the point. Jesse Bates, uh-huh. 200 to 1 to be Super Bowl MVP over at Bet MGM. Interesting stuff. Very, very juicy odds. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, starting with what's trending here, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.